0: Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class. Short Bible study, but every single day, seven days a week, keeping us in God's Word. Now, usually only about 13 or 14 minutes, but even that short time helps us to stay strong in our faith because faith comes by hearing the Word of God. It also helps keep us focused on our relationship with God and helps us to have a better mindset as to how to deal with whatever life throws at us every day. And life throws a lot at us. Well, help people in your life grow in their faith, come closer to God, maybe even get to heaven by sharing these short studies with them every day through Facebook friends, text messages, and other technological means. Make that commitment. Help somebody in your life. And that'll be a blessing for you as well as for them. We're going to continue in our line of thought and study talking about walking down heaven's road. Well, we've talked about how we are focused as a culture in our society right now uh, on physical fitness. You know, there's all kinds of gyms out there and all kinds of people keep buying gym memberships and they're there working out in the gym, you know, two, three, four, five, six, seven times a week, you know, and that's, that's good. The Apostle Paul said in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verses 7 and 8, that bodily exercise profits a little. He's not demeaning it. He's not putting it down. He's not negating it. He's not saying it's worthless. He says it has good profit. But he said, but godliness, godliness is good not only for this life to help us through this life to live the better life, but it also has eternal benefits in that it will lead us to an eternal home in heaven with God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And so he's just putting the two different forms of exercise in perspective. And so the one he says, bodily exercise, yeah, yeah, he says that profits a little. It has some good positive effects, but physically, and while we're in this life, physical life, but he said godliness is profitable for all things, Having promise of the life that now is, it's going to help us to live a better life in this physical world and in our physical bodies. And also, it has promise of that which is to come, that is eternal life. And so he says, exercise, exercise yourself toward godliness. So we need to keep things in proper perspective. And I'm afraid that our culture in our country right now is largely focused on the physical and devoid to a great extent of spiritual focus in life. So we need to correct that because there are only two roads to walk through life in this world. One is broad and wide, and it's the life of sinfulness and ungodliness and wickedness and evil. It's corruption, and that leads to hell, eternal condemnation in hell. The other road is straight and narrow, and it's the way of God's truth that leads us to eternal life in heaven. There is no middle road. There is no third or fourth roads to choose from. It's one or the other. Jesus lays that out, that truth out succinctly in Matthew chapter 7, verses 13 and 14. You're walking down one of those roads right now, Now, our knee-jerk reaction, our emotional response is automatically, well, yeah, I'm I'm walking down that pathway of truth toward heaven. But self-examination is something that is taught in the scriptures repeatedly. Are you really walking down that pathway of God's truth? Are you living by his word, by the teachings communicated to you in the Bible? That's the guidebook down that particular pathway of truth. It's God's truth. Jesus said you should know the truth, and the truth shall set you free, John 8 and verse 32. And he identified that truth as being God's word in John 17 and verse 17. Which, which pathway are you going down? Which road are you taking through life? Jesus said most people, most people are heading down the wrong road toward eternal condemnation in hell. He said the few are walking down that narrow, narrow one-lane road of truth toward heaven. Which one are you on, truthfully? Well, we want to talk about walking down heaven's road, and what are the characteristics of walking down heaven's road? What are the characteristics of that road, if I'm taking that particular road through my life? Well, we've talked about a number of them already. To walk down heaven's road, we're going to be walking in the light of God's word. First John chapter one verses five through seven. His word is the pathway of truth. It's the guidebook to walk to, to live down, to walk down that pathway of truth. Psalm 119 105, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. And there is no darkness of sin in God, going back to first John one verses five through seven. Walking down heaven's road is a walk in truth, the truth of God's word. John seventeen seventeen again, your word that sanctified them by your truth. Your word is truth, and again, it is the truth that will set you free from the condemnation of sin and the guilt of sin. The truth of God's word, when we embrace it and live by it, make the proper apl- applications to our lives. John seventeen and verse seventeen, it is to walk uprightly also uprightly, and that is with integrity. Psalm 25 and verse 21, it is also to humble ourselves before our God, so to walk humbly with our God. Micah 6 and verse 8, Jesus said in Matthew 18 and verse 4 that we need to humble ourselves as a little child. In other words, with absolute respect for God, as God, our creator. It is to walk properly, So we need to live, we need to conduct ourselves in a proper fashion, Romans 13 and verse 13. And that would be to walk, to live our lives in God's way, guiding, having been guided in that direction and in that kind of of, of lifestyle by God's word, Philippians 4 and verse 8. Now, it is also to walk worthy of our identity as a Christian to walk worthy of our identity as a Christian. Think about that. Someone has said we need, to always, we need to always live in such a way that we honor our name, and that's talking about from a physical perspective, the name of our family. We don't want to dishonor our family, our family name, by living in such a way that, that our family is ashamed of us because we've lived such an ungodly life. In Ephesians 4 and verse 1, the Apostle Paul wrote, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called. In other words, to walk worthy, as worthy as we can in this physical life, of the calling of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, through the gospel message of forgiveness and salvation and eternal life that God sent him to bring to us. In Colossians 1 and verse 10, that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Now, we're never going to be fully worthy of our Lord, but we need to walk walk as worthily as we can in our lifestyle before him, demonstrating by the way that we live that we're so thankful that he went to that cross for us, that we're so thankful that God loves us so much that he sent his son to die for us so that we could be forgiven of our sins and have eternal life with him in heaven. In First Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 12, that you would walk worthy of God who calls you into his own kingdom and glory. Now, can we ever be worthy of God again? No. No, but can we walk as worthily as we can, demonstrating before God, to God before him how we live our life before him, that we're striving to be as worthy as we can be in this physical life of, of his wonderful love for us, of all that he has done for us, of all the blessings that he's bestowed upon us. We need to walk worthy of our calling, worthy of our identity as a Christian. And that sets us apart from the rest of the world, the fact that we are a true Christian. God adopts us into his family when we become a true Christian, baptized into Christ for the remission of our sins. Galatians chapter 4, Romans chapter 8. By faith, we need to live, we need to walk that walk heaven's road, down heaven's road by faith. Now, a lot of people who are atheists or skeptics or agnostics, or maybe even some who would say, I believe in God, I believe in Jesus, but this faith walk thing, you know, that's unrealistic. Well, Paul said in 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 7, we walk by faith, not by sight. Faith is not something that we can always put a finger on and say, well, that's it, that's it, yep, that's faith. No, it's, it's, it's evidence, and faith is not a wild wish or a blind leap in the dark. Hebrews 11 and verse one defines faith as the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. We have faith in God, in Jesus, because of the evidence of God and Jesus all around us. And if we'll just open our eyes We see God's fingerprints everywhere. In Romans 14 and verse 23, he who doubts is condemned if he eats because he does not eat from faith. Now here's the point that I really want to get out of this particular verse of Scripture by way of application in this study. For whatever is not from faith is sin. God gives us great reason to have faith in him. But that faith is not subject to change on a whim. It is based upon the substance and evidence that is presented to us in God's word, and if we look at the creation all around us, we see God, and thereby we have faith. We can, we can understand the historical accounts that Jesus lived on this earth, that he actually died on that cross, and we can see that he arose from that tomb Risen from the dead, victorious over death. We, that's the basis of our faith. When we read the scriptures, we read scriptures that can be verified over and over and over again. And that's the basis of, of our faith. We keep emphasizing here in today's Bible class, faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. So it's not something that we're taught just, you know, kind of. Well have this unrealistic belief that's not based on anything. Believe whether there's any evidence or not. No. Again, Hebrews 11:1. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. We don't see an atom, but we know it exists. We can't see the wind, but we see the evidence of its existence. God is spirit but the evidence of his existence is all around us in the creation. We're going to finish our study next time, talking about a few more characteristics of walking down that road toward heaven. Let's pray. Father, thank you for giving us your word to guide us through this life, to help us to see how to walk down that road that will lead to eternal life with you in heaven. Help us to walk always down heaven's road and to never get off that road, Father, we pray. And help us to influence others to walk down that same road with us. Please forgive us, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen.